You are listening to a best of series only on Landscape Plus. Paragon 7 Studio. I'm reading this from, from CNN.com. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. Actually, the CNN business. The title of this, a black couple had a white friend show their home and its appraisal rose by nearly a half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Tanisha, which is a, was a very Afrocentric name, Tate Austin, and her husband became suspicious when the Northern California home they spent years renovating was valued by an appraiser far lower than what they expected. So when they asked for a second opinion last year, a white friend. Got to have some white friends now. I talk about all the time. Cat Williams talks about that. You better have you some friends of different ethnicities. I'm getting fired up and stumbling over my words. You better have yourself some Latino friends, some white friends. Some 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 friends, some some Mexican friends. You better have some diversity in your portfolio. So a white friend pretended to own their home and they removed all of the artwork and photos that could show that it actually belonged to a black family. So remember on Bad Boys, on Bad Boys One, when 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 uh when Martin was staying with with Will Smith with Mike Lowry. And he was supposed to stay. And the and the witness was like, why do you have pictures of this other taller, much better looking guy than you? And he was like, oh, this is every time that 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 he saved my life. They they did a reverse of that. They took down all of the pictures. The new appraisal for their home in Marin County was was more than one point four million dollars and nearly half a million dollars higher than the previous estimate. What that appraisal did is what we were actually asking to the appraisers to do, not to consider race, to not consider neighborhoods or the lines that have been drawn and perpetuated by redlining, Tate Austin told CNN. So last week, they did what I love to see people do that are, that are cheated by racism. Last week, the couple filed a lawsuit in federal court in San Francisco arguing that racial discrimination played a role in the low valuation of their home. In their lawsuit, the Austins say the first appraiser, Jeanette Miller, who is a white woman, violated the Fair Housing Act when she took into account the family's race and the racial demographics of the house's location for her appraisal. We shouldn't have to go through this. We shouldn't have to have our white friend standing in for us, Paul Austin said. CNA reached out to, to Miller and the company, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, they didn't, they didn't want to talk about it. The Austins are seeking financial damages and asked the court to permanently ensure that the defendants won't engage in dem- discriminatory housing practices. I can't even read it. I'm so angry. Discriminatory housing practices directly through others, the lawsuit says. Now, we know that, that homes, and I've talked about this, and I haven't talked about it since we've moved to WOL, but 
before I got into healthcare, I worked in real estate. And we know that homes in African-American communities are valued less. And that, that does several things. But I want to focus on two of them. I love this article and I love that these people are standing up for their rights and they're calling out the individuals. $500,000 is a lot of money. And this is, this is what I need my brothers and sisters to understand. When you're $500,000 short, and I'm looking at the picture, this couple seems like a relatively young couple. How much equity do you build over the course of time? So if your house is worth $1.4 million now, maybe in 20 years it's worth $3 million. Maybe it's worth $2 million. Maybe it's worth $2.3 million or $2.2 million or $2.6 million. If you're short $500,000, what does that mean when it's time to sell? You're, you're getting $500,000 less. The interest that you're drawing off of that $500,000 is less. If you pass away and leave that home to your children, that's $500,000 less that they have to borrow against, to get money out of, to do the things that they need to do, like go to school, manage health care, plan for their future, and other things that people need in the United States of America to pass wealth down generation to generation. And that's the big con. I say on this show all the time, smart people earn interest, dumb people pay interest. And in this case, it's not a smart or dumb thing. In this case, it's people that are stripped of the opportunity to earn interest and are forced into the opportunity or forced into the unfair systematic injustice of having to pay interest. So the more equity you have in your home, the more net worth you have, the lower interest rates you can get, the more you have to leave to your loved ones if you were to pass away and you pass generational wealth. How do you think a lot of people that, that own business, you think a lot of these people that you see out here that own these businesses, that they were brilliant? Yeah, you got your Elon Musk's. You, you got guys like that that's just a genius. He's got a 200 IQ. But a lot of these people such as President Trump, they inherited their money. A lot of people think that President Trump, and this is not a partisan issue, people think that President Trump, it's funny, people in, in, in certain pockets of the United States, and I'm not going to name those pockets, they think that President Trump is some sort of genius. If my father had left me $300 million in the 80s, I think that I would have been able to amass that into a billion-dollar fortune even though I don't really think that President Trump is a billionaire, I would have made some money off of that. If you just put that money into the ground and let it sit there for 20 years, you're going you're to have a billion dollars. So black people are often robbed of the opportunity to generate wealth because we, we're on the wrong side of interest payments. We're, we're paying them and not receiving them. The second part is gentrification. When you devalue black neighborhoods what happens is when the walmarts come in when the targets come in when the clintons come in harlem because it's not it's not partisan white right? because i know i know a whole lot of, of wealthy liberals who will go in to african-american neighborhoods and offer them 20 cents on the dollar for their properties and most of these african-americans are poverty stricken they can barely pay the taxes on their on their homes and they have brownstones you get brownstones in brooklyn you, you pay 275k on that you flip it for 1.3 million. And when you devalue black neighborhoods, you set up gentrification. You set up opportunities for other people to come in that aren't in those communities and, and take that land and purchase that land for extremely low rates, ultimately erecting their own businesses or their own high-level condos or stuff like that. And those are two things that crush us financially in our communities is, is paying interest, paying large interest 
amounts over the course of 20, 30 years and gentrification. And that's part of the redlining process. And that's we I know that, that the federal government, they, they outlawed, quote, unquote, air quotes, redlining. But I've, I've worked in the industry. I've seen underwriting. I've seen mortgages. I've seen people take advantage, taken advantage of. And I love I love this article because this was an African-American family in Northern California where it's very expensive to live. They fought for every cent that they deserve. And there's no reason that it should not matter. It should be it should be color agnostic. You buy a house, you invest in the house, you invest in equity. You take care of your property. It shouldn't matter if you have a bunch of pictures of, of African art or like my office, a bunch of pictures of your wall of fame of, of hip hop albums. African-Americans have to be able to leverage the concept of building equity and mitigating their interest payments and ultimately gaining interest, not paying it for us to, to be where we need to be as a community, both in the short term and the long term. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Ohio State has a superior roster. Ohio State has a better quarterback. They have better running backs. They have better offensive line, better defensive line, better corners, better safeties, better cheerleaders, better coaches, better fans, better uniforms, better stickers on the helmet. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Better stadium. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must, that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of Farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a Full Cart Fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door, 
of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help Feeding Children Everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Okay, well, check this out. They were doing the premiere of Private Parts at Madison Square Garden. And, and as I was going to the premiere, I see Donald Trump on the corner of 31st Street and 8th Avenue by the garden. I walked over to him. I said, with excitement, hey, how you doing, Mr. Trump? He looks down at me and says, not now. I said, wow. but my name is Flavor Flake. He said, not now. James Lewis. I said to him, yo, I'm the one that gave your son Donald the autograph in, in Planet Hollywood. He said, good for you. Good for you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.